0: Oh, hey girl. It's Tess Rouse and Christina Beattie. We're the co-hosts and creators of Authentically Wild, a podcast that may literally transform your understanding about life, relationships, and your healing journey. So get ready, girl. Shit's
1: about to get wild. What if your beliefs and your thoughts were the key to anything you wanted in life? New behaviors, new house, a different relationship, more patience, a luxurious trip to the Maldives, you name it. But did you know that your thoughts and your feelings control your reality through the energetic vibration they put out into the world? Today, we're digging into the practice of manifestation, what it is, how you prepare for it, and how you practice it to create the life you've always been destined for. Hello. We're
0: back. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs)
1: I'm sure everyone missed your intros.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a while. I know.
1: We're moms, so summer was tough. No, just kidding. Oh.
0: Summer was just a lot. <laughs> summer was amazing,
1: sometimes long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And right.
1: Yeah. It's
0: nice. Sometimes to you be... don't get
1: a minute to yourself to really think about a podcast topic during the summer. So <laughs> oh,
0: it's just nice to be getting back at it you
1: know yes ma'am yes yeah. ma'am and some other exciting news that we have moved back to the lower mainland <laughs> so really now the podcast is really taking off because we can actually do something in person not that we are today but yes it just feels more connected <laughs> yes it's so nice to have you guys back Aww. yeah I was actually reflecting on our podcast I'm super excited about recording this today And, you know, Christine and I both listen to a lot of other content. There's tons of amazing podcasts out there that we love. And that's really why we created this is because we felt we got so much from podcasts and wanted to share our own experiences. Mm -hmm. One thing we really love is just that, you know, we just dive right in. Mm -hmm. We just dive right into the material. And I was reflecting on this and I was thinking... You know, I don't know if listeners have really gotten a chance to really know us other than, you know, the very vulnerable life experiences we share.
0: <laughs> yes. I feel like we're always just sharing our our, our luggage in our suitcases.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're those kind of people that like when you meet us we're not like, "Hi, my name is and here's what I do." We're like, "So, what's like, your astrological sign? Tell me your trauma. And what's like your purpose?" <laughs> yeah what are your wounds just so i can over be compatible
0: what are your what are your wounds That's so funny
1: <laughs> where was it going to go with that
0: that but reminds how- me because well, i was going to say because it reminds me of like at some point here i'm going to get back into dating at some point but like I can't say that on a date. Like, what are your wounds? Okay. Let's just let's just like
1: <laughs> dig right into it. Like, I feel like I have to create some boundaries there with that one. <laughs> so for the lucky man listening, Christie's future, you could just come with that. She'd be very surprised. <laughs> just start on our suitcases like first date. That's hilarious. I wouldn't put it past you guys. <laughs> um, well, in the future, we will be doing solo episodes where we're gonna probably get into some surface level stuff, but a lot more deep stuff actually, and probably like Mm -hmm. a collective sense. So you can all look forward to that coming, but we wanted to also just take this moment to tell you guys something exciting that we have coming up in October. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now that we're back together in physical form in the same area, Christina and I really wanted to create a space of connection with women and are beginning to plan an in-person series called Conversations with Her. Mm. So where we will be hosting talks like on all the subjects that we cover in the podcast uh, so that we can create a space for you to connect back to yourself and with like-minded women and hopefully another bonus is get to know us a little bit more on a more intimate level. Yes. So stay tuned we're hoping to host our first session uh, sometime in mid to late October.
0: Yeah. And and the cool thing about this is that you know Tess and I have been kind of like building our toolbox of different pieces that we've been learning and, you know, getting certified in. And so we might actually, in some of these sessions, sprinkle in some breath work stuff, some somatic work, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe there'll be some channeled messages from the Akashic records. So, there will be lots of different opportunities to not only connect with other women connect with us but also deepen that connection within yourself and that that is what this
1: is all about so mm-hmm. i am really excited yeah me too it's Yeah, my fun so stay tuned for that it'll be all over our socials and, and all of that stuff so yes. yeah exciting things cool cool So today we're going to talk about manifestation, which is probably something most listeners have heard of, have maybe dabbled with. I'm sure most people have heard of like Gabby Bernstein and stuff and like, Heard the term or law of attraction? Maybe a lot of people, you know, heard the book and the movie The Secret. There's lots in there about it. And today we wanted to really dive into this much deeper with a lot of the learnings that we have had collectively through our experience with thought leaders in this space, like Lacey Phillips, Joe Dispenza, Eckhart Tolle, the list goes on, and really just give you like our personalized experience of what it's been like to manifest. Because although there are specific pillars that you know, manifestation typically follows, it can look quite different for each person. And we were just talking about this before we pressed record, but just depending on maybe their personality type and what their major wound areas are and and all Mm. of that. So some pretty cool stuff. But Before we jumped into that, I wanted to start off with, like I usually do,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's what you're good at.
1: The the science
0: piece of it. Yeah. And I feel like people can appreciate that, right? Like you, for anyone who does not realize this, Tess is like a master researcher and she's also writing her own book right now. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, you're just like, you're so good at when you get a topic and you're passionate about it you find all the information and really sift through (laughs) it and take the pieces. And so when you are hearing some of these different topics we talk about, like Tess has done her homework. I cannot say the same about me. Usually it's personal experiences, (laughs) but like you do your
1: homework, girl. Thanks for that. Well, I mean, yeah, 10 plus years in the corporate field. I take complex information and make it tangible for elected officials and senior managers so yeah Yeah. it's kind of what I'm good at I guess right this stuff is like really riveting so I get a little bit more jazzed about it too Mm. (laughs) so thank you for that (laughs) and yes in the book I'll be mentioning a lot of this really cool research I've done on the science piece as well because for someone like me like I don't think if I wouldn't have stumbled across quantum physics epigenetics neuroscience all these pieces that sort of the spiritual realm now touches in terms of psychology and and spirituality and energetics and all of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I actually would have jumped into my journey of like manifestation and healing because the inner critic in me was just so far removed from anything physical I couldn't see, like meaning if I couldn't see it, I couldn't feel it it just felt like it was just made up and i couldn't really yeah. believe it and so you know the science piece has created this foundation for me to really trust that this stuff works mm. it's real and then i began my own journey and began to experience it myself and so it was really like this breadcrumb for me and, and it allowed like the door to open i think inside of me to be like oh yeah okay i can see how scientifically this actually happens yeah so let's just jump right in then You know, if you haven't listened to or read anything by Joe Dispenza, it's just a must on your to-do list. Like go out to chapters today, get any of his books. Like he is a neuroscientist. He's obviously a very famous author as well, but he takes the very technical science information about your brain, about physics, quantum mechanics, and distills it down into somewhat language you can understand, I would say. Yeah, And I'm going to just like touch the surface of this today.
0: Yeah. And I will say as an aside too, like his meditations have been an absolute game changer for me. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, they're longer meditations. You can do shorter ones. Tess and I actually started to dive into his meditations back in the spring. And it's something I do every day. And they have really up-leveled my manifestation game to another level. So
1: I will say that as well. Yeah, they're just like a guided meditation, and we can get into that in a little bit too, about some tools and stuff that can really help you in your manifestation journey. When Christina gets into the unblocking piece of today's talk, uh, mm-hmm. definitely a good one to pay attention to for that. So just in terms of like a very simplified version of the science behind energy in the quantum field, because it, again, it's just really important for all of you listening to understand that there is a scientific foundation to manifestation or the law of attraction. Uh, So everything in the world is matter and or energy, period, scientifically proven, look it up yourself. (laughs) Uh, There are particles which are matter. So that's like you and I, the physical bits that we can see with our eyes and everything else physical in this world. And then there's energy and energy has a consciousness, sort of like an awareness, and it exists in this electromagnetic field. And it's something that we interact with. And so when you dive more into research or any of these sort of thought leaders in this space, like Joe Dispenza on quantum physics, you'll get to understand this this sort of terminology called like the quantum field. And it's really just that energetic field, which we all have around us. It exists within the world and the universe. It's Mm -hmm. how protons, neurons, atoms all interact with each other. There's a vibration that they cast out, which Mm -hmm. we as human beings do as well. And basically in the quantum field, it's really known as the field of possibility, like where anything is possible. So the law of attraction or manifestation explains that if we change our electromagnetic field or our vibration that we're putting out Mm. by changing our thoughts and emotions, which we'll get into in the next piece of this chat then we will attract a new reality from this quantum field. Like vibrations want to meet other vibrations, right? Yep. Really to simplify down for you. If you're thinking negatively, you're in a low vibration, you have a negative thought loop going on, you're casting that out into the world and that same reality is going to meet you, right? It's just the science of energy. It's going to be mirrored back to you. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're looking at your life and you're like, oh, it's like shitty and it's in the dumps like the only way you can change that is literally by changing your thoughts feelings and emotions to raise your vibration and change your reality basically that you'll attract this new reality from the quantum field and your thoughts must match your feelings and then we have to actually be able to hold that state of being for long enough for manifestations to come through for the quantum field or the universe to sort of meet us where our vibration is at So scientists and thought leaders go into obviously like much more detail on this. I mean, heck, there's even videos on YouTube. You can learn so much from even TikTok, obviously watch what sources you're listening to and make sure that they're, you know, accredited or whatever you need to do to feel confident in what you're learning about. But I do just wanna preface that so many of us, myself and Christina included, like have been conditioned to really only take in our physical reality, right? What we can see, feel and touch and there are so many other parts to this world and to this universe and if you have a really hard time like coming to terms with that maybe tonight go out look up at the night sky and just like look at the stars and remember that you know we are on a planet suspended in space like in Mm -hmm. the middle of space and you know just put it into perspective like there are things that exist outside of what you can see and again there's so much science and research on this. I'm not going to dive into more of it for today's podcast, but you know, if you're like, yeah, right. Okay. Energetic fields, blah, blah, blah. No, it's actually proven in science, but actually just to humble yourself, like go outside. Like when was the last time people did that? Like things exist outside of you and outside of what you can see. So I just wanted to preface that in there as well, that if you're feeling a bit, like begrudged about it, like you're conditioned not to think that you only want to think what exists is what you can see and feel
0: yeah and and interestingly there you know a couple things that come through we're conditioned to think this way but that's our power and when you learn how to manifest when you learn how to tap into this in my opinion higher power higher energy mm-hmm. source that is where your power is and it's both outside of you and within you and the other thing it reminds me of is when I started to to really dig deep into my spiritual journey and I started to learn how to channel and I would start channeling, like my my grandpa would come through. And then like, sometimes I do sessions where other people's past loved ones would come through. And I was like, I don't understand how this is happening, but it is. And I can't really fight against it, but it was something I couldn't see it, right? Like my my logical mind could not make sense of what was going on. Mm-hmm. But it was happening. And there was no way I could have fought against it because some of the stuff that was coming through was like there it's it, there is no coincidence that it could have occurred.
1: Right. So it's just it just made me think of that as well. For you, it was channeling like spirit. For other people, it could just be like, you know, what seemed like a coincidence, but there's just no way it could have been like exactly mm-hmm. if you've experienced that, think of that situation again. Like you have to believe in something greater than just physically what know exist to your eyes
0: yes yeah right and and actually this is a really nice segue into the next piece of unblocking is because i could not have channeled or be connected to this higher power and this is my journey but i believe it's a lot of people's journey if i hadn't started to unblock all of the stuff within me that was getting in the way of me being able to have this connection and me being able to um, embody this energy and connect to this energy, and so this is where I think it's really important to look at the unblocking piece. And this is something that I have done a lot in my healing journey. I know Tess that you've done this as well. Different modalities that we've that we've tried out. But I want to say first, you know, there's there's this idea out there, this piece of like spiritually bypassing where if i write all the gratitude lists and i just completely embody gratitude at all times every day and i think positive Mm -hmm. all of the things will happen for me and you know what it's great to do these things i think it's amazing to have a gratitude list practice i think it's amazing to try to see the positive in any situation but in my experience in the experience i do with clients you know seeing you testing your like it's clear as day to me that if you are not digging deeper and tapping into the stuff that's stuck inside of you and changing it, transforming it, releasing it, that stuff will continue to come up and get in the way of what you truly desire for yourself because it's creating a lower vibration within you. This energy that is stuck in you is creating a lower vibration within you one thousand
1: percent I could not agree with that more when I see people talking like yeah just like say your daily affirmation that's you your post-it note on your mirror but like that's all you have to do no it's not <laughs> those are amazing things and I think they aid you along your manifestation journey but yeah like what you've said if you're chocked full of negative thought loops and patterns and limiting beliefs like good luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, because that runs the show. And I know
0: you're going to get into the subconscious piece, but mm-hmm. all of that stuff is running the show on the deeper level and that deeper level. It's like the engine of the car is, is how you're running,
1: you know, oh, without even sense.
0: realizing it.
1: Yeah. And it's so funny. I even had this conversation with one of my really good friends the other day and she was like, you know, we were talking about childhood traumas and wounds, you know, just like <laughs> you typical, know, those conversations. typical <laughs> stay conversation. And she was like, like her and I both know she's suffered major childhood trauma. And she's like, I don't even remember like those experiences. And she was almost like invalidating, like maybe they didn't happen, but like I know mm. they happened. I existed then. And I said, yeah, because your body like represses those things. So I think I just wanted to bring that up because if you're thinking, well, I don't I don't think i have any limiting beliefs or like i don't think negatively all the time you may not even be conscious Mm. to what your mind is thinking and i think that's a good segue into you know why your subconscious mind christina is talking right now about unblocking but understanding how the conscious versus the subconscious mind actually works because a lot of the things that may be blocking you as christina mentioned you may not even be aware of Mm. So like think of your mind as an iceberg, where the top 5% you can see from the surface of the water, that is your conscious mind, that is where your short term memory is, your logical thinking, your decision making happens, and all like your communication, right? So that's like the brain I'm using right now. That's my conscious mind to do this podcast which equates to only about 5% of our lives. Like 5% of our lives are controlled with our conscious mind. So mm-hmm. I just said, short-term memory, logical thinking, decision-making, communication, that's only 5%. <laughs> so crazy. now we go below the surface of the water where the other 95% of that iceberg lives. That is our subconscious mind. It is, some people say a million times more powerful than the conscious mind. And you don't even know what's going on in there. <laughs> You can, if again, you kind of detach a bit and you really look at your patterns, which we've done previous episodes on, and you begin to look at like what triggers you, you'll begin to see, okay, I bet you these are the thoughts, limiting beliefs, patterns that are going on in my subconscious mind. However, we'll talk about that in a minute, but again, so 95%. Of this is below the water in our subconscious mind and like let's not forget about what happened to the titanic right because that 95 percent can sink you too <laughs> mm, yes right and it makes me think too like no wonder this
0: friggin' healing journey is your whole life is because you're wading through like wading like swimming through that 95 percent. <laughs> no yeah. kidding it makes so much sense when i hear that that is all the stuff that you just kind of have to continually
1: move through exactly and like we'll talk in a minute when you talk about some of the therapies and stuff but you don't just get to like go down to your subconscious mind when you're awake you Mm -hmm. have to go into a specific like meditative theta whatever it is theta or beta state to act so If anyone listening is like, what the heck are they talking about? You know, that moment, like when you go to sleep and just about before you're about to fall into your dream state, that is when your subconscious mind is actually accessible to you. So anyways, you can get there also through meditation and different types of therapies, which I think Christina is going to touch on a little bit, but so yeah, you're waiting through 95% of what's controlling you and you only have specific windows to do it. So yeah, it's pretty challenging and time consuming.
0: Yes. And for anybody who's listening, that's like, well, where do I even start with any of this stuff? Where do I even start with the unblocking? This is where a, a really great first step for you can be looking at your triggers, okay? So mm-hmm. what are triggers? This can be any type of emotional response that you're having in current time to something that might be a little bit bigger than it should be. So if say say something happens and you react in this huge explosive way and you're like, mm, "That maybe I didn't really actually need to react in that way. That's a really great indicator to you that there's probably something below the surface going on That's from the past that is running the show in that moment, right? That subconscious mind triggers, I will say, have understanding and doing the work with my triggers has been completely life changing for me. So, when you're starting to look at your triggers, it can be really uh, like a really great reflective practice that you can do is, you know, starting to pay attention to when you are triggered throughout the day, when you're having these big emotional responses, look at the situation. Look at the emotion that's coming up and try to see where that emotion comes from that reminds you of something from the past. Where has this emotion, where has this maybe thought or belief, where does that come from in the past? And this is where you're trying to dig to find the root. And then it's about figuring out what you needed then and giving yourself that now, right? Mm -hmm. That's a really great way to start with your triggers because in order to unblock what's deeper you have to open yourself up and understand what it is that's in there and triggers can be a great first step in doing this
1: yes and (laughs) you know just like even building off that a little bit like your subconscious mind is where um your your thought loops your long-term memory literally everything you've ever experienced is stored there it's a database that's what they say right and and really your belief systems Your thought patterns are all constructed in there, like from the time you're born till age seven. Mm. So that's what's running the show the seven year old you and what it learned in terms of, you know, relationship dynamics, its self worth, uh, its experience of love, friendship, all of the trust, all of those things. So if you had any negative experience from zero to seven that, you know, maybe was compounding or repeated it most likely created a belief system about yourself, about other people, about the way the world works. And unless you go in there and say, yeah, that's actually not accurate now that I'm an adult and I I understand now really how the world works and that I have power over my reality and all that stuff, that's what's running the show. You're still operating from that place. And our subconscious mind, again, you're not consciously thinking. It's, It's the mind that's working when you're driving home from work. And sometimes, you know, when you're like, how did I even get home? Like, Mm. but it's habitual. Our subconscious mind is habitual. So if you have a thought pattern or a negative thought pattern, where you're always worried about your problems, let's say you wake up in the morning. And the first thing you think of is like your problems. And now you're in that same spiral all day long and your reality never changes. And so that's why that subconscious mind unblocking piece that you're talking about is so important. And triggers are a good like key into the door (laughs) yes yeah right and I love
0: that because that's really what it is it's not the end-all be-all with this work but it's a good almost like not intro level but just it gets you starting to understand who you are and what's going on on a deeper level right and I will say as well because trigger like this process of working through my triggers has become so life changing for me I did actually create a small little workshop that I offer now Through my website. You can also access it through my Instagram, through the link in my bio, as well as on TikTok. If you're listening from TikTok, you can access it, the link in bio. I created this because I know how life changing this work can be, and it's such a great door in. So Mm -hmm. if you're wanting to start somewhere, I'd recommend finding something to do with your triggers. So the next piece I want to talk about is tapping. Tapping. If any of you guys have heard of tapping, I'm going to talk about a little bit here. I'm going to explain what it is. If you haven't EFT, emotional freedom technique. So this is something that I learned, especially over the last year, I started actually doing this with one of my coaches and then i actually learned how to do it on my own this is something that i do multiple times a week sometimes even every day if i'm really trying to work through some stuck energy and some big limiting beliefs within me so what this is is it's tapping essentially and you're using your pointer finger and your middle finger both hands at the same time to tap on different meridian centers In your body or on your body, these are different energy centers on your body. So this is connected to Chinese medicine, it goes back a long, 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 long time, right. And the idea here is that when you are tapping, it's always to do with, you know, it can be limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, you can use this for stress, you can use this for Um, physical symptoms and pain, chronic illness, like so many different things you can use this for. But the idea is that you are releasing stored energy and bringing the energy in your body back to a balanced state, right? So you can use this to, yeah, quickly and effectively resolve some of these different things, help you with challenging emotions, thoughts, experiences. And what you're doing is you're taking those two fingers on either hand, and you're going around the different meridian centers on your body and tapping while you are talking and you always start with the limiting beliefs or the negative thoughts that are coming up and then you start to transition the energy towards more of what you want to be feeling and thinking
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay. it's been pretty cool like watching you transform your skill set there because i haven't really gotten into tapping yet and i can see how effective it is for you so it's definitely something that i want to try as well and i mean in chinese medicine like these things have been used for centuries. Like people wouldn't continue doing them if they found no (laughs) benefit from them.
0: Well, and the cool thing is, is that this is essentially acupuncture without the needles because they Mm -hmm. use the needles in acupuncture in the same meridian centers. Right. So if you're lying on your back, they will often put the needles in the same meridian centers that you are using your fingers to tap on. Mm -hmm. And so this is a way for you to do it at home for free, you have all the resources within yourself to do this and i will say it has made a really big difference like especially if i'm low on time and i can't do like a breath work or go for a run or something where i can like really physically move that where i can physically move the energy which really helps me tapping has been really really helpful and i can do it
1: within you know five or ten minutes and it's Um. perfect yeah, and there's so many resources out there. If anyone's like, what is she meaning? Like, literally go and YouTube it. And like, you'll see anyone actually doing it if you need a physical sense. But I think Christine and I are also going to do a future um, episode just on modalities and therapies that have really worked and go into much more detail on them. So, tap yes. in, I'm assuming, will be included in that.
0: Yeah, and I think what might be nice. So, if you are looking forward to listening to this episode when we do it, I will take a situation that I'm having or a challenge or whatever that is, and I will explain to you how I would tap through that so that Mm -hmm. you can see the whole process with it, because it really is a process. Yeah. Another piece that I want to talk about here uh, very briefly, but very, very important is the somatic work that I've been doing with Unblocking. And I've been working with a a practitioner. She's absolutely amazing, certified in somatic work. Um, Also really cool because of how much it's helped me. I have started to take a certification course on learning how to do this with uh, my clients. I've already actually been practicing with some of my clients and it's been really, really, really cool. So what you're really doing with somatic work is you're becoming very, so you're taking a situation that's maybe going on for you and it could be a past painful experience. It could be something current. You're really, becoming present and tapped into your body and feeling into the energy that is there and really communicating and conceptualizing what that feels like, looks like, and then finding a way to start to move that energy. And it has really helped me not only Healing so much of my inner child and my inner teen. Whoo, she, she, she is a feisty one. Um, but it has also really helped me create new beliefs about myself, about my relationships. It's been foundational in motherhood. Like, it's, I mean, you know, it's changed my life,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, I've done some somatic work as well. and there's also just so much science and and research out there about the body versus the mind you can't oh. talk your way out of depression you can't talk your way out of anxiety it's all when when you experience trauma it's absorbed through your body not your thoughts yes. so the next time you experience trauma it's your body that reacts first. And then you have the negative thoughts or the fear or, you know, all of that, but those emotions are actually all in the body. And somatic work is one of the only ways to really begin to dig at that. Right. Well, and it makes me think too, like, and and maybe you know the answer to this, but is it
0: because when we experience something traumatic, our brains can't actually process it. And so it goes into our body. Is that what occurs there?
1: Um, I think it's actually the the relationship between our brain and our body. A lot of people think our brain controls our body, and it's the reverse of that in terms of our reactional response, I believe. So your body actually can perceive things far before your mind can. So I guess in a way, yes, like your, your brain that you're thinking cognitive ability in that neocortex is like behind your body's already absorbed, whether that's the slap, the shock, the whatever, and it's already basically told your amygdala which is your fear response center fight or flight right like if we had to wait for our mind to be like holy crap that's a bear we should run our body's already like there is danger adrenaline go everyone green lights boo, boo, boo. and yeah. you're already running before you're like what is even chasing me so right like we would have never survived if like our brain had to be the one to absorb i guess sensory information like that like even when you touch a hot stove your your instinct is your hand gets pulled away yes. right before you have even yes. realized what you've done so it's your body that's in charge of that fight or flight survival mode right it's the oldest part of the human body the reptilian brain
0: okay so this is i'm having a huge aha moment because my somatic therapist always talks about the loop and when we experience trauma we don't actually experience the whole loop like we don't finish the cycle Mm -hmm. and so now like it it makes sense that like okay you take in that traumatic experience and it goes into your body but then i i wonder if like part of the somatic work is then completing that loop and yeah like
1: trauma itself is not the acute incident it's your inability to process what happens yeah Yeah. right so that's why you can't compare trauma like a car accident to someone may have just been a fender bender for someone else it would have been like a huge devastation to their life like right. it's all just like how your body received it and was your mind able to actually process what happened and move that energy and all of those things whereas a lot of time it doesn't and we lock it up yeah. And then anytime we're in a similar situation or something that triggers that our body begins to react, even though consciously we're like, we're not in danger. Like what's going on? Why am I feeling anxious right now? Why is my heart beating faster? Cause your body is like, this is how we responded last time. This is how we survived last time. And we're sensing danger again. Yeah. So yeah, you have to kind of move those traumatic experiences, that energy that's still stuck under there. And somatic work is, an amazing practice to do that and I've seen it firsthand from some of the stuff that you've been doing um, with your somatic therapist pretty riveting
0: it is and and the cool thing is that you know just to bring this kind of full circle and because we're going to get to our next piece here but how it shows up like this work that I've been doing somatically and the integration that I've been creating between my body and my mind now how it shows up in my life when i am experiencing those triggers when i am experiencing those challenges and those obstacles i'm so aware of my body mm-hmm. and and it's like there is so much more integration in terms of how i want to respond and what i want to feel or even let's say i do get triggered i have such a quicker awareness of tapping into that energy and moving it mm-hmm. right and so there's that manifestation piece it's like the things still happen. The challenges still occur in our lives. But, like with this work, you start to create such a quicker, higher self-awareness so that you know, you can move this energy and you can stay sort of in that energy that you want to that you want to stay yes. in or embody it, right? Yeah.
1: And I think, <clears throat> before we move on to like the next piece which is like really visualization which is a practice of manifestation and Christine and i would say it's probably like a critical fundamental pillar of your practice if you're manifesting is is just reiterating how important this pre-work is i know everyone listening is probably like, when are we going to get to like the fun part where we call in the luxury handbag yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can get there But like you just even said, maybe you're able to like fully visualize something and you get this euphoria feeling and your gratitude and it feels real, but then within like a couple hours, it's gone and you're back to your negative thought loop. That's because you haven't unblocked that deeper limiting belief negative thought pattern etc and until you do that work like yes i'm sure things will come through for you but not nowhere near what is possible Mm -hmm. even for me like when i started this journey um Chrissy and I were both in this course which is called TBM to be magnetic and there was this manifestation challenge and I remember telling you I'm like I'm actually not going to do it because I was just so like stooped in my my trauma and like what I was going through I couldn't even get my mindset into thinking like I was calling in these great things or you know changing my life because I just knew I needed to stay in this space where I was digging things up. Yeah. And sometimes like when you're doing it for the first time, you can't even think of like manifesting in new things because mm-hmm. you have to do that work. And it's not pretty, but it also is a doorway into getting to create this life like that you're destined for and have the things that you want. But if you're not willing to put in that pre-work and do that time, you don't just get to skip the steps it it doesn't work like that yeah
0: when there's that spiritual bypassing right yeah right.
1: exactly yeah.
0: yeah yeah i would agree with you like you got to get it you got to get in nitty-gritty and the, like that's what i've had to do these last few months especially to get myself to where i'm at with motherhood lately mm-hmm. and it's tough work and some days you're just like ugh. but it's so worth it because you're really clearing out the stuff that and, and really reintegrating, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so important. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And then at the end of this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about like what our patterns are like, and I'll revisit this, but you know, it's, you may do a lot of pre-work, you're never going to be done. And then you may start, you know, manifesting and calling things in and then maybe like a few more triggers or a few more challenges or wounds come up and you're like, Whoa, Whoa, I thought we dealt with this. Well, that's really like the universe, et cetera, being like, oh, we weren't quite done with that chapter. Like, here's the thing that you need to do to unblock fully for then that thing to come in. So like, remember when challenges, triggers come up, it's, they're not happening to you, they're happening for you. They're Mm -hmm. happening so that you can see what's left to be unblocked, what's left to be sort of, you know, actually moved through your body so that you can actually get the thing that you're calling in, Mm -hmm. right? No one's trying to punish you. They're trying to steer you where you need to go what's still limiting belief, what's still trauma that's stored, or, you know, things that you need to heal from the past before you can get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So just in terms of visualization. So today we're talking about sort of the three critical pillars for manifestation. So Christina covered the first one, which is unblocking, which we'll call like the pre-work, which sometimes doesn't feel like the fun arena, but uh-huh. it's, it's the arena that gets you ready for the fun stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then visualization is the second piece. And how we talked earlier about the science of things, right? Like your thoughts and your feelings create your reality. And again, back to being rooted in science like energetically even thoughts are energy when you're thinking of things you're casting them out into the world and you will receive that back if i'm thinking negatively i'm going to seek out negative things that confirm my beliefs if i'm thinking positively like you know those people who are just like always on cloud and i'm like this is so great so amazing it's like they have horseshoes up their butt and like they're just getting all these things like wow you're so lucky no they're not lucky they're just operating at a higher vibration. Mm. And so if you're like, well, I want to get from where I am to where they are, visualization is a key tool in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really think that it's it's a critical practice in changing your thoughts and your feelings and beliefs. So, and I'm not talking about like looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, I want a Louis Vuitton handbag. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about really envisioning what you want and feeling, feeling. what it would yeah. what it would feel like to have that, to be that, to have that reality. Yeah. And then basically we're talking about having the feelings associated with that future reality. Yeah. So as an example, let's just say I wanted to uh, become a public speaker or I wanted an opportunity to do like some public speaking. I mean, ultimately on my bucket list is a TED Talk, but like we won't even get Mm. into that yet. Maybe we should do one together. (laughs) That would be fun. Mm. Anyone who knows anyone at TED Talks, please let us know. (laughs) Conversations with her. I like it. Uh, So I would get into a meditative state. So again, I've also done the Joe Dispenza meditations, but there's lots out there. And eventually you can do this without being guided. I've done this as well. But for anyone who really hasn't dabbled in the space, having a guided meditation, especially Joe Dispenza's, like you buy them off his website, I think they're like $20, but you you reuse them for all different types of manifestations. You want to yeah. do Lacey Phillips is another really good one. And they just guide you like, okay, now think of like your current reality and then think of the thing you want. And what are the feelings? How do you feel right now? So again, let's say I wanted a speaking opportunity. I would get into this meditative state uh, envision like as an example, envision myself on this stage. I'd feel the confidence that I was exuding in that speaking engagement, the gratitude that I felt for the audience who attended i'd see what i was speaking about like again the more real the more detailed you can make it the the more real the actual manifestation can really be right because yes. the feelings that you're going to attach to it you know i would want to see the reactions of the people listening every detail i could all the feelings and it's weird because you all of a sudden it's like you come out of that meditative state you're like yeah i could be oh, yeah and you're living with this like you know this kind of phoria feeling, you're embodying it because you've been in that meditative state where your subconscious is open and you're seeing it. And again, anything that you're able to like really envision can actually come to fruition, right? You're putting it out into the universe, and so then it's creating that sense of feeling. And what we have found with the Joe Dispenza meditations is that you know, you don't just do them once, like, if this is no. like a big goal of yours, or maybe you're calling in this dream home, you got to do it a lot of times, like oh, weeks
0: maybe. I, oh, I had to do like, not had to, I chose to do like, it reminds me of all the work that I've been doing with motherhood. And like, you know, it's mm-hmm. transformed from what it was. Yes. And I have been doing Joe Dispenza meditations every single day. Sometimes the beliefs around motherhood are altered a little bit. Cause once I feel like I've, I've like gotten one, I'll alter it a bit but for mm-hmm. the most part it is every day. And, and just to kind of like give someone another example of like how you're talking about the vil- visualization, like there are there are parts where like I really have to tap into, okay, if the belief is I want to feel empowered and confident and, and like I can put in boundaries and all of that with the kids, like what does that look like in my day? What does that feel like? And it's really about tapping into that energy yeah. it is like next level
1: because mm-hmm. it really, what it does is it creates this elevated feeling, which then does a lot of that reprogramming work we talked about in unblocking, where if you do it repeatedly, like every day for a few weeks or every couple of days for a few weeks, it begins to actually change your emotions and your thought patterns because, another cool thing about the subconscious mind again remember this is 95 percent of what controls you it does not know the difference between your physical reality and the reality that you're creating with your thoughts Mm. it thinks so and this is scientific you can look it up but when i'm envisioning me speaking on stage it's like, I've told my body, I just spoke on stage and this was what the audience was feeling. And this is how it felt to be up there. And this is how confident I was for you when you're envisioning how you felt, you know, maybe you're envisioning the kids and you're a boundary boss and things are, you know, to your, to your subconscious mind, you've now done that. Yes. It's not a dream that you had in your mind. It happened. Yes. And the more compounding evidence of experience we can create in our lives, neurons that fire together, wire together. Oh, yeah. So then we will be able to recreate that in our real life over and over again. So next time, you know, after I'm sure you did that practice and I've seen it, you're then actually able to create like that behavior with the kids, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because this isn't about being like, oh, just think positive. This is about, no, I can embody it now. Yeah. Right? And it and you're literally the-
1: changing your brain yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah it's pretty cool stuff. It is So, cool. you know, again, the visualization, it's, there's some really, really cool ones out there that you can watch on YouTube, tons on different apps, but like Joe Dispen's has been pretty, I would say groundbreaking for, for both you and I and Lacey yeah. Phillips is another really good one, but um, yeah, like the deeper visualization you can have and the more feeling you can attach it in that embodiment piece that Christina talks about that basically kind of reduces the gap in between like what your current reality is and that future reality you want.
0: Yeah. And then the last piece is aligned action. So this is the last sort of manifestation pillar, really, really important to be taking aligned action with what it is that you want with what it is that you desire. And a big part of this, something that I have noticed, and I'm sure Tess you as well, not so it's about following and acting on the breadcrumbs, whatever you want to call it breadcrumbs, nudges, intuitive ideas, intuitive downloads, whatever that is, big and small, you have to take action. It was interesting because when we were planning this test, I, I mentioned to you that I literally had an example of this that showed up yesterday with this class that I'm hosting next week. and, it was kind of random i went on my TikTok and i saw this name and it reminded me of one of my clients that i haven't talked to in a long time and then i was like i wonder if she'd want to do the class so there's this little little breadcrumb very small and so i messaged her and i said hey hon like i'm doing this class it would be right up your alley something that you'd probably like and she wrote back to me and said you know with i have a lot of like really big pieces coming up for me this month i'm so glad you reached out this is exactly mm-hmm. what I need right now in my life. So it's just so interesting that, you know, not only is it helping me with my manifestation of like, just wanting to connect more and feel more abundance in my business, but also I was able to help someone else in that situation yes. as well. And I want to say here that it's small and big, so it's not, it's not about taking, it's not always about taking big action. It's about doing small things that are, are on that path of what it is that you want and a helpful tip here as well that I want to say is, write down your ideas, write down your nudges, your ideas, your downloads, keep track of them. And I have really come to realize that the quicker you can act on them, it's 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 like divine inspiration. There's an energy in that. So the quicker you can act on it, the better.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I love that for her and for you. That yeah. one. And I think too, you know, we get so hung up on like, let's just say, I'm like, oh, I want to be a speaker doing a TED event. I'm like, well. How, how is that gonna happen? Yes. And we get so hung up on the how and, and manifestation and all this stuff for energetics. Do not focus on the how, just the the what and the feeling of it and the breadcrumbs, the nudges, the little opportunities, although they may seem small, it's not like Ted, Ted Talks is gonna call me tomorrow, but maybe I'll bump into someone yeah. and then they'll we'll make a connection and then we'll find out, oh, their cousin is the producer of you know, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. And so like what Christina said, the breadcrumbs, if, and if you just sit back and you're like, well, no, I don't, I maybe I have fear. I don't want to, or that doesn't seem like it's going to help me. Then probably most likely you're never going to get to the loaf of bread, which yes. is like what I like to describe as it.
0: Yeah. And, and I will say this actually will help segue to this next piece, which is looking at patterns with manifestation. But, you know, I think about my my business right now which i'm like kind of on the cusp of really being able to take it next level and i've still kind of had teaching in my back pocket but you know you and i have talked oh i'm ready to like really really let it go i'm like just not even have the opportunity there anymore which i think is what i need in order to really be able to manifest more but i look at my business and i I couldn't have just started day one and been like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be doing what I'm doing right now. It's like mm-hmm. the little breadcrumbs. It's like, you know, starting to share my journey and creating an Instagram account and posting things that were helpful and starting to do free classes and then learning about the Akashic Records. So there are all those, you know, examples of little breadcrumbs that have been able to get me to this place where I have a fully functioning business. Yes. But if I had been like, oh, how do I get to that? I would have never started. You have exactly. to start somewhere with these yes. things.
1: I mean, even us, like one day, I think we're like, that'd be cool to have a podcast, but mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we were like, how is that ever gonna happen? And we just met and then we chatted about it and then we figured one thing out and then we figured another thing out. And now we're like at episode, I don't know, 20 and- And I mean, yeah. I still suck at some of the things. So I'm always like, okay,
0: tell me how to do this. <laughs> when it comes to like editing or you guys it is like a full sharp learning curve with this stuff but yeah exactly like you have to start somewhere Mm -hmm. and when you do start you'll actually realize it's not as scary as you think and it Mm -hmm. actually feels really freaking good when you jump through those fears right Mm -hmm. um so now onto this next piece we thought it would be really cool to talk to you guys about our patterns when it comes to manifestation because when you can okay and this is actually a really important practice that you should create for yourself is looking back on the things that you have manifested whether it's a relationship whether it's a career whether it's a house maybe you wanted something smaller like i don't know you got something for free or you manifested tickets to something or you got a car like whatever that is you need to look back and figure out what the patterns have been with your manifestation. This is by and large, one of the most important things you can do because Mm -hmm. it's gonna give you a really clear idea of how to manifest now what it is that you want, right? Like, and, and for me, looking back on my manifestations with my business, the journey that I had teaching, my relationships, my healing, motherhood, this has been huge for me and now actually getting ready to step into like my business and only my business and no teaching. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> so for anybody who's listening,
0: like I was a teacher for 12 years and, um, I started off in Abbotsford and then I went over to the Langley school district, teaching high, uh, always teaching high school. But I want to give an example of like a pattern here. Cause it's really interesting. So when I, started teaching in Langley, um, I was so scared to take the leap from Abbotsford to Langley because it wasn't a sure thing. And I had to leave my position before I could actually get my position in Langley. So it was a huge risk. It was a jump, but I knew that it was like the next step for me and our family. This was like, you know, six years ago. And so I left my position. It was a great position. I loved it, but I was just ready to be closer to our home, to be teaching close to the home left my position and then I got as a teacher on call for the district which was like the next step this is amazing so mm-hmm. it gives you an example of like you know you got to take a risk and you got to believe in yourself somewhat and you got to follow the breadcrumbs but this manifestation stuff is is real it's it's real
1: yeah and for you like you've almost been practicing this even be- like almost well before you like your real journey started and I yeah. you and I were chatting a little bit about how certain personality types too will find like manifestation a bit easier to do because like they're more assertive. It's going to look different for everyone, but I will say there are certain personality types, you know, where you maybe have more limiting beliefs or you don't have that confidence and assertiveness in you. Manifestation kind of requires you to do that. And you will build those muscles just like Christina. Yes. Yes.
0: And I don't know, like, it's so funny. I don't know where that comes from. Although reflecting on it, I think part of that is my dad. My dad has just a confidence when it comes to his work ethic and his performance and all of that. So I definitely think I get some of that from him. Mm -hmm. But this line that I always think about is like, fake it till you make it. Sometimes you do have to fake it till you make it and embody that energy. Before you fully are feeling arrive,
1: it. yeah,, yeah. And I'd say, like surround yourself with expanders. If there's people who have similar manifestation goals, that maybe they've accomplished them, and those are things you want. like, watch their videos go like if there are people in your personal life like go and talk to them about like how did they do it what were their breadcrumbs like what were their beliefs again even if they're like oh I don't practice manifestation just look at like their pattern how did they accomplish that because Mm -hmm. it could like narcissists are actually the best manifestors yeah so again like this is like as much as we're talking about You know, I think people, there's also karmactic stuff as well. Like if you're a good person, hopefully good stuff happens to you. But there also, we've seen examples where that doesn't happen. But when you're a narcissist, again, you think like the world revolves around you, they can manifest almost anything because they truly believe they deserve it, that they are worthy and that they are the best at whatever it is. Mm. And again, when it's just down to energetics and science, like what they're putting out, they are receiving. Mm. You know, if they had to steamroll a few people to get there, like, that is how manifestation works. So you do need that kind of like assertiveness, that sort of like willingness to go after it, right? Like that's what manifestation is like putting your desires out there and going after them. That's this aligned action piece.
0: So get really, get a really good idea of like looking back in the past and when you've manifested, how have you done that? What is the pattern there? What does that look like to give you an idea for me, you know, and this was really nice for Tess and I to talk about this and we've been getting clearer and clearer on this, but to write it down has been cool. Number one, it's getting clear on what I want for myself. Number two, I then have to take a leap and release the thing that doesn't align for me, which can Mm -hmm. feel really, really scary. There's that like stepping through the fear, right? And then when it comes to that new want or that desire, it's about showing up consistently in that energy or in that area with that habit, with that belief. It's like that consistent energy. Um, And then as I'm consistently showing up in that and, and tests are coming to see, do you really want this? Are you going to resort to old habits, old beliefs, old stories? It's about looking at those tests and releasing what I can't control and focusing what I can. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my pattern. I've been able to look at the things I've manifested and that literally has shown up in every single one of them.
1: Yeah. And now like watching you manifest, it's like, you go to like your recipe book, you're like, okay, well, what stage are we at here? Oh, <laughs> looks like the test will be coming in by Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yes. but And I love that you say that because really you guys, when you can figure this stuff out, it's like, it's
0: kind of like a game mm-hmm. and you get good at the game when you practice. Yeah,
1: exactly. It comes out. It's literally a science. <laughs> yes, it is
0: which um. Jess loves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it. And it's funny too, like for me, my pattern is slightly different than Christina's. But again, we are different manifestors, like you're assertive, you have that confidence. And for me, it it's just like, Oh, it's like uncomfortable <laughs> even thinking about it. <laughs> so I have a couple of examples to share in case they help any listeners as well. But one that I experienced just a year ago, which was really like my first really big one, like being consciously aware that I was manifesting, I guess I'll say is mm-hmm. my husband and I wanted to move away for a year to this like little mountain town. And we found this house that we wanted right on the lake, but there was already an accepted offer on it. And we've bought a lot of real estate in the past, and I've never put in an additional offer on something that already has an accepted offer. But there was this little breadcrumb in me that was like, well, maybe we could just put in like a backup offer just in case, you know, but like Mm. once subjects are removed, like usually things are not falling anyway. So I did that. Then I realized, like, I need to ask for a sabbatical from work, like one year off. And I work in, you know, in government and I'm a really hard worker. I love my career. It's literally like a huge part of my identity. And I have, you know, a director and, and management who would be supportive, but it's a hard conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, just out of nowhere, I would like to take a year off work because, like, I want to go work on my personal life. And, you know, I kind of went through a bit of a midlife crisis, but don't worry, I'm fine. No, you went through a midlife awakening <laughs> and you're you. working on healing. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yes, midlife awakening. And so I walk into my director's office and I, oh, well, first, I should say, I told my manager and then my manager was gonna tell my director, but then my manager was sick. So you can see- I remember
0: this. Oh man, I remember this.
1: (laughs) You can see how the universe was setting me up for this test. So for me, my pattern is like I call in what I want. I visualize it. I just really have to surrender to it. But then there's always a test. There's always a leap, which I'm not like Christina, and so diving off the cliff is like I want to barf in my mouth. (laughs) Like TMI. I still want to barf in my mouth. I just swallow it. (laughs) That's so. Do it on the way down. And so I had to walk into my director's office, and I sit down. I go. I'm like ready to say. I'm like literally shaking before I even have the opportunity to say uh, I'd like. Some time off work he goes I've been really thinking about it and I think it's time we promote you Oh shit! <laughs> and this is like the promotion like you know like he said it in different words but it's time you know for you to take on a different role which obviously means more money and all these things and like it's just like all the wishes of old tests are just here on a silver platter and I was like okay oh, we'll have to think about it. I literally could not assert myself. I could not be Christina in that moment. I was like a dog with my tail between my legs, walked out of his office, called Christina, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and then she was like, you need to do it. And I te- like messaged him. I was like, can you please come to my office? I need to talk to you. And he was like, oh no, I said, can we talk tomorrow? And he said, how about right now? And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I didn't have any time to prep myself. And he comes, he's like, what's going on? And I was like, So like, I actually can't accept that. I need to take some time off work. And it was a huge test, right? Because the universe was saying, do you really want Mm -hmm. this house? Do you really want to go on this journey away from, you know, your life and everything familiar to you? We're going to test you. Mm-hmm. Here's everything you've probably wanted in the last couple of years, literally being offered to you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So if I say yes to that, obviously I'm not fully in this manifestation I'm calling in, which is like this house and this little mountain town and time away from work. And by doing that, jumping off this cliff, and it, you know, it's like it's so hard because it's like that's everything I really wanted, though. Yes. I thought
0: you have to. Trust. Then all
1: literally the next day, we found out the offer on the house had fallen through and our backup offer was accepted i got the sabbatical approved from like you know the top echelons of my company and organization and like the move went seamless everything happened we met yeah. amazing people were there had the most amazing experience yeah and and interesting too for your process
0: your manifestations come through very fast afterwards mm-hmm. after you pass that test like it's just very interesting
1: yeah it takes me a lot of like work i find to like figure out what I want, really visualize it. But then as soon as like, it's like a lot of things get in motion. And then I'm always like, Oh, I don't know if I want it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So mine's like a slow roll, (laughs) but that's okay. That's why it can be so forecasted. Be like, okay, by
0: Wednesday, we should be at the space. (laughs) Right. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that this, if you're listening and you're new to manifestation, I hope that this can be like a nice, Intro into it. If you have been into manifestation and you're and you've been wanting to learn more, like I hope that this gives you an idea of where you would want to start or what it is that maybe is stopping you from getting what you want. But honestly, like the more you can consistently show up to this stuff, doing the unblocking work, visualizing what you want, taking the aligned action, and then really understanding your patterns from the past when you have manifested, it's the ticket, right? And Mm -hmm. and the better you can get at understanding and seeing how it works for you, it's
1: it's it's a game. It's yeah. a bit of a game, right? And and you get to be as good at the game as you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't say enough about this stuff. It's it's pretty life changing once you get into it. But I would say. Yeah. That pre-work is so important. I'm a firm believer yes, yes. In, in that. So start there if if you don't feel like you're ready for calling in stuff and also just like sit with yourself and like, what do you want? When was the last time you asked yourself that on a micro scale, like physical things yeah. uh, to like a macro scale? Like, are you living in your purpose? Do you have the career you've always dreamed of? The friendships, the relationship, the thought patterns, even yeah. all of those things are possible.
0: Okay, everybody, well, thank you for listening and let us know if you have any questions um, or even just want to tell us if you liked the episode, rate and review if you can and share it on your social media if possible because the more people it can get out to, the better. You can reach Tess on Instagram or TikTok at her Unearthed, and you can reach me, Christina, on Instagram and TikTok at christina.soulempowered.
1: Okay, thanks Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.